Hello, it's Dawn, and this is my podcast, Conversations. It's a variety show about real life stuff, and there's something on here for everybody. So if that sounds good to you, let's go. Welcome to another episode of Conversations. Today we have Mike Brown. He's the host of the Art of Letting Go podcast. Hi, Mike. How's it going? Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh. I'm so happy to have you. I stumbled upon your podcast. Um, I read a book that was called, I think it was just called Letting Go. And it was such a good book. And so I think that's what I put in the search bar. And your podcast came up and I thought, well, it must be meant to be. And I just started (laughs) to do it. And I was so taken back by how raw you were and vulnerable and how raw your guest was. I can't even remember who the guest was. I just remember (laughs) you guys were like really talking deep. And I was like, this is amazing. So what in the world got you inspired to be so vulnerable and do a podcast like that? Um, so the, the podcast was inspired by therapy being too expensive, if I'm being honest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, at the time, I had just quit my job. I was working on doing freelance audio stuff. And um, I just had a lot going on at the time. Like, I just got out of my first relationship. I was really navigating, uh, finding comfort within my sexuality. And um, yeah, it led, it led me to podcasting. So first, I... And, and to kind of give you some backstory, I got into therapy and when I left my job, my therapy price had went up and I couldn't afford it, but I still needed a space. I just saw how beneficial expressing myself out loud was for me and I just needed a space to still express myself and the podcast became that. That's big. I mean, because it's one thing just to talk to your closest friends or, you know, a sibling and really be out there like that, but to do it publicly i mean were you thinking like many people were gonna listen you know what honestly i didn't even con- take people into consideration um i wasn't re- i'm i've been a person that people have came to to share things but i wasn't really outwardly sharing my feelings and my thoughts and um therapy was like the first time for me like really expressing things that were on my mind to someone out outside of myself so when I did the podcast, it was just like, look, I'm I'm going to do this. If people listen, great. If they don't listen, that's great as well. But this is for me. You know, I really did it for myself. Wow. That's so cool. Would you consider it like a spiritual type of journey then for you? Or was it more just therapy? Uh, you know what? I When I look back at it, it feels like it was an audio diary. You know, I feel like I was creating an audio journal um of just what I was experiencing what I was going through because in the beginning you know there was no planning there was no like I would literally turn on the microphone a lot of times go for a walk um because I had a a co-host at the time with with my co-host and my guests I would just go for a walk and then as soon as the microphone turns on it's like my my thoughts were already flowing with what I wanted to share well how many years have you been doing your podcast I've been doing it for five years now. Wow. And where do you see it going? Are you, are you going to keep at it? I am. Um, 
actually this summer I am moving into a different phase because if, if I'm being so honest with you, I've been doing this for so long that I am starting to get a little bored with the format of how I'm doing it. Yeah. And what I realize is everything, everything needs growth. You know, um, I've grown as a person, so my show should grow as well. And what I'm focusing on this summer is, uh, and I guess this is an exclusive. I don't know if I've shared this on my own podcast, but <laughs> I, uh, I'm going to be a nomad this summer and I'm going to record my journey. Uh, I'm going to be traveling with, uh, with my partner as a, as a way of just like, you know, connecting on a deeper level, creating and also finding community in different places. So we're going to go all over the West Coast and um, I'm going to share that journey on the podcast as well, because uh, it's it's been a journey of letting go of fears. And I've always wanted to live somewhere else or try living somewhere else. I've been in Los Angeles for 13 years. So it feels like time for something new. And I don't know exactly where I want to go. So it's like, why not explore a few places, like really go all, all over the West Coast, see what speaks to me and, you know, share that journey. I'm getting into producing podcasting podcasts as well. I'm producing other people's podcasts. Um, I'm teaching podcasting, like more so for people to share their own journeys. I really want the playing field to be leveled with this. You know, it shouldn't be, you know, just a couple of people um, making a lot of money off of this. Like we all should be able to share our journeys and feel, feel valid in doing that. It, it shouldn't be a, you know, I don't have the right equipment or anything because you know, if, if we can be transparent with your listeners, we're recording this on the phone. Yes. You know? And um, I really want to simplify that process for people and more so make, make them feel confident in doing this, you know? Yes, for sure. That's what I feel. If I can do it, anybody can do it. It's yeah. I, it's as serious as you want to make it. You know, if you're in it for the money, you know, good good luck. I, I hope you get there. If you're in of it course. just for like you, for more of a therapy type of thing, starting out, do that. You know, it's you, you got to figure out your why. That, oh, you, you hit the nail on the head. Like, what is your why? And that why can always evolve. You know, like I said, mine started out as, I need a space to express myself. And once I got to a place where I realized this is helping people, it's like, okay, I want to help people by sharing my journey. And now in this part of my journey, my why is really to, for myself, to dive deeper into what is the why? Like, I feel like I know the why, but what truly is the why? And, and exploring that publicly, because as I said, I've, I've worked through my sexuality stuff. I've worked through relationships. I've worked through family stuff. But now it's really time to work on the core of me. Like, who is Mike Brown at the core? And, um, you know, really showing people that you can, you can accomplish anything that you want to and, you know, allow yourself to feel free. I, w I was an elementary school teacher. What's so crazy is this whole time that I've had this podcast, I've been an elementary school teacher. And I quit my job last year. And... It was probably the scariest thing that I could have done at that time in my life. And fast forwarding a year, I have I started my own after school program teaching kids podcasting, but I had to step back into a classroom. And not that there's anything because a lot of times when when we talk like this, people think that we're downing having jobs. It's not about 
not have it like it's not about downing having a job it's more so about embracing what your passion is like if your passion is teaching students and i told this to my coworkers before i left my job if you are not passionate about this like if this is if you're just here for a check or you're just here for whatever if you're here for any other reason serving these children you shouldn't be here and for myself i felt like i want to serve these kids but i'm not passionate about this role and there's somebody in the world that wants to be a music teacher and wants to teach children music so they should have this opportunity well that's awesome and it is scary. Change is scary, but that doesn't mean it's bad. I think so many people are just so afraid of change. And unless it happens to them, they just keep rolling along, you know? And sometimes it's like, it's the, for the best if you maybe get fired from a job or you go through yeah. a, a bad breakup. It may seem like the worst thing in the world, but when you look back, it's like, that was one of the best things that could have happened to me because otherwise I would have stayed on autopilot. Yeah. And you know, it's so funny. It's funny you say that because uh, there have been so many things I've ri written down that I want to do, wanted to do. And when I had the comfort of a job, at least the job I had, I, I was on autopilot. I wasn't putting much effort into pursuing my, my goals in the way that I am today. You know, I was moving at a very uh, laxed pace, like, well, I know for sure every two weeks whether I work hard and my goals or not, I'm going to get this check. But, you know, being an entrepreneur now, it's like I have to work hard every day. And whether <laughs> whether I get paid or not, I still have to do the work. Right. And, um, you know, it's, it's kind of like planting the seeds. And, you know, when you find what you are passionate about, the work doesn't even feel like work. I mean, it, it, it's definitely work, but I feel like I used to dread writing lesson plans. I used to like really, especially close to the end, I was showing, showing up to work exactly when the class started as opposed to taking time to prep. But like with doing my own thing, every day I'm waking up early in the morning to get started. I stop when I want to stop and also finding time to like really take a pause in it as well. Like, you know, I don't think, I don't think the work ever stops, but it's nice to have control over what you're doing. Yeah. Do you feel like you found your passion or do you feel like you're on, in the process of finding it right now? You know, I, I feel like I have found my passion. I've, I feel like I've always known my passion. Um, I've been creating since I was, you know, in third grade. And it's funny, like, I, I tell everybody that third grade was like a really pivotal time in my life as far as creativity, because I, I clearly remember like making up songs at that time, recording myself, um, you know, even like me and my sister, we used to, we used to play school. We used to act like teachers. And it's like, I'm living out my third grade life. Of, <laughs> <laughs> I, I've been a teacher, I make music, I record myself. It's like, this is, this is the dream that that kid was dreaming. Like, this is the reality of it. And, um, you know, I, I really embrace everything that I'm doing and going back to my mission and my why I recognize that, that what I do inspires people. What I do helps people. I just had a conversation yesterday because with, with my course, I went back to, well, with my podcasting course with the kids, I went back to 
the school that I used to teach at. And so many kids signed up for it. And uh, I gave them like a, a survey to fill out for me. And a lot of these kids told me they only signed up for it because I was the teacher. They didn't sign up for it oh. because it was podcasting. And I find that with a lot of the things I do, like people buy into the Mike Brown more than they buy into like what the actual product or service is. Does that make sense? Yeah. And that's a super cool thing. Well, no, I was just going to say, I think it all works out because I, I put, I put care into everything I do, you know, whether it's teaching a class, whether it's doing a podcast, making music, even if it's cooking a meal, like I, I put care into it. And I think that that is what leaves whoever is working with me inspired to, to take on whatever it is that I'm doing. Yeah. Have you gotten a lot of feedback from strangers that have heard your podcast? Yes. Yes. Um, it has been, it has been quite overwhelming over the years. And I think I've, I've gotten used to it at this point. And I, I don't, and, and not necessarily just used to it. Like, Oh, like, yeah, here's another person, but, yeah. but no, like people have shared with me how it has impacted their lives. I've had a lot of men tell me that, you know, my journey has helped them in their coming out journeys. Like, you know, I've, I've gotten so much from so many people and it can, it can be overwhelming, but because I've, I've had in my own journey of, you know, self-worth, like really trying to find it. So when someone shares with me how I've impacted them, you know, initially it used to feel like a lot, but I've been embracing it more and accepting that, yes, I am helping people. Yes, I am, you know, uh, inspiring people and, and helping people on their journeys. And it's really been building community for me, you know. Um, there have been people that listen to my podcast that have helped me with my business. There have been people that, you know, like I said, subscribe to everything that I'm doing, whether it's music or Patreon or, you know, merchandise. Like, you know, people have become invested in me because of my vulnerability. So it's it's been really nice. Yeah. And that's what came across to me was, and I honestly didn't know that you came out. I didn't know you were gay. It doesn't matter, but that is even more vulnerable. Like, did you do that on the podcast? Uh, Publicly? Yes. So, I mean, I, I let close family and friends know where I was at in my journey, but uh, I felt like for me to really be able, because, you know, I lived in denial for a long time. I grew up in Houston, Texas, and um, I love where I'm from, but also there weren't many black gay men like myself. So I lived in denial of even being gay because of the, the stereotypes of, well, I'm masculine and I play sports and I'm this and I'm that. So I can't be that. Right. So when I moved to Los Angeles, um, I started meeting men who were like me and came to a place of acceptance in my own sexuality. And um, yeah, I, I let close family and friends know, and I still felt like there was some hiding within me. And um, I just felt the need to express it publicly. And I think the first episode of the podcast was like my first time. And when people listened to it, a lot of people reached out to me that knew me. A lot of people that didn't know me when they when they heard it, they were they were tapped in. And yeah, it's it's been a 
that's that's where it's been since then. <laughs> yeah, that's phenomenal. I mean, just knowing that you even helped one person would be enough yeah. for me to sleep at night. Yeah. But just knowing that it, that your podcast can come across to anybody at some random time, right when they need to hear it, right when they need to feel like, okay, it's it's fine for me to be who I am. There's no shame in it. I am who I am, and and this guy can do it. So can I. I think that's awesome. Yes. And you know what? When I when I first started publicly speaking about my sexuality, I was I was kind of in fear that it would turn people off or turn people away. But I think because I've been so authentic and so vulnerable in my journey, like I will say a lot of straight black men listen to my podcast and reach out and tell me how helpful it is to them because you know, my, I'm, I'm a dynamic person. And I think that that is another goal of mine is to shift the idea of what a queer person, especially a queer person of color looks like in media, because it always feels like, and it could be my, my perception of things, but it always feels like we have to be either sexy or sassy in order to be successful. I want to broaden the spectrum of what that means to be a, a queer person of color like we are we are full human beings and I think with my podcast that's what I show like yes I, I am queer yes I am black but also I, I'm confident and I'm and I'm fearful and I'm you know I, I feel every human emotion that everybody else feels and I just yeah. want to express yeah. that so much and you should be able to do you think yes. that uh COVID really shook things up for people um because there's so many people that are doing the nomad thing now I do. You know what? It's funny. Uh, I have a friend who moved to Los Angeles and uh, she has been doing the nomad thing for a while. And it's been so inspiring to me, like just watching her because she works remotely. And, um, you know, a lot of my work is like that as well, especially, like I said, with a lot of the online stuff I'm doing, like I can literally work from anywhere. So it's like, why not? I mean, rent is expensive out here in LA. So oh my gosh. <laughs> if, I, uh, if I could take what I was paying for rent and because I mean, I look at it like if I'm, if I'm moving around and I'm at a, the Airbnb for however long and it all equates to the same amount that I'm paying for rent, there's no difference, you know? Right. Do you have a plan? Like, are you wanting to go out of the country or are you just like, let's go see what New York city's like? I, I do have a plan right now. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go up to San Francisco and then hit Portland, Seattle, might go up to Canada and then cut across to uh, uh, Mont Montana and kind of come down and hit all those spots and stop in New Mexico and maybe cut across to to Houston just because that's where I'm from. Right. And spend a little time there. But I, I think I'm going to do the U.S. first and then go overseas because I've always wanted to move overseas. I've always wanted to live either in Paris or Mexico. Like those are probably my, my two favorite places outside of anywhere in the United States. And eventually, but I think uh, I think right now the plan is to start start here and then figure out from there. Yeah. What does your partner do that they can do the same thing? Um, he is a musician and okay. uh, he's also a journalist. So, oh, yeah, know, his, his work is all remote as well. Uh, gosh, it's just mind blowing to me um, how 
there's just really like no offices anymore. I mean, you schools, yeah, that like school, schools even learned that you can learn remotely. So, I mean, it's just crazy to me that eventually it could be where people don't even need to go in to work. You just wake up and you know, work I mean, in your between pajamas re- <laughs> between remote work and robots. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's it's no crazy. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, who inspires you? Oh, man, I am in my personal life. I would say I'm most inspired by my friends. Um, I'm inspired by my parents for sure. Like I I reflect a lot on like just my parents and who they were for me growing up and just recognizing like, oh, these, these two people were just trying to figure it out at every step of the journey. And um. I take a lot of pride in being raised by them. Outside of people I know, I would say Pharrell Williams is probably one of my biggest inspirations because he does literally everything. And it's funny, he got into podcasting after me. So I feel like uh, his (laughs) podcast inspiration. (laughs) I get so annoyed when when these celebrities become like podcasters or actors. It's like, come on, you know? Save some room for us. <laughs> and, and, and I'll be honest with you, and, and this is not being cocky or arrogant. It's just the truth. When I listen to a lot of these celebrities and I listen to myself, I'm just like, man, if I had the resources that they have, I would be doing a lot better than them. Um, <laughs> because, I, because I feel like I'm, I'm better at doing this than them. And that doesn't take away from what they do. But I think if we started at the same level, it would it would look a lot different. How do you get your guests? Um, I just reach out to people. Well, a lot of times I'm reaching out to people. I think at this stage, I have more people reaching out to me and mm-hmm. uh, I have to be very selective about it. I used to get excited about uh, people reaching out to me on my show and sometimes it just didn't feel organic. So I really go through like a a strong vetting process of who I want to have on the show. Um, I I like to talk to people that I can learn from or be inspired by. So, you know, anybody that I feel like, hey, I would like to have a conversation with this person. I usually send them an email and uh, or, you know, it's worked for me. I've been on Twitter sometimes and just be like, hey, I would like to talk to uh, actually it happened with this rapper named Chase and Cash. I'm like, hey, I like to talk to Chase and Cash and he reached back out to me and was like let's do it so awesome you know it 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 kind of just happens like that (laughs) yeah well that's how I found you I mean I was just listening I want to talk to this guy I just want to pick his brain and have a little combo I just found it so refreshing to see somebody be so vulnerable and real because it's it's rare You know, it's so easy to find people on social media and it's fake and whether their attitude is fake or their face is fake, (laughs) you know, like nobody's No, no, you're absolutely right. Yeah. You're absolutely right. And it's, it's funny, like a lot of times it seems like those are the, the ones that get the opportunities for things. Like sometimes when I, when I listen to some of these shows and, and people are, you know, putting, putting on a character more than being themselves it's like oh like that's I guess that's what people want but you know I got to stay true to myself so that's that's really my biggest focus in everything I do is really staying true to myself and 
you know, in doing that, I get to connect with people like yourself and a lot of the people that I connect to because, um, yeah, I don't think I would want it every, like, I don't want it, I don't want it any other way. I don't want to be thrown away once people are done with me, you know? Yeah. Do you have books that you really are authors that you really like, or I'm always about finding new resources. One of my favorite books is uh, The Four Agreements. I've read it maybe five to six times. It, it really feels like a check-in point for me. Um, a book that I just finished is a book called Reclaim Your Power by Terrence Dean. It's mm -hmm. a 30-day uh, guide to healing and you know just reconnecting with your, your inner power. It was a really good book. Um, I feel like I read a lot of like personal development books. Yeah, um, I, mean, I love all of that. Yeah, they, they speak most to me. Another book that I really enjoyed was The Alchemist. I do, I do connect with that book a lot. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of all over the place to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that. That's why I always like to ask people that, um, that I click with, you know, it's like, what are you reading? Just in case it's something yeah. that I haven't read yet. Okay. So one last question, if you could have anybody on your podcast, dead or alive, who would you pick? Who would you want? Ooh, dead or alive. If I could talk to anybody, it would probably be Pharrell or my grandmother who passed away uh, oh. a few years ago, just because uh, we we were very connected and I feel so similar to her. Um, she was an introvert, but people really connected to her. And I just would love to hear like who she was as a person outside of being my grandmother. Yeah. That's so beautiful. And it's so funny to me, ironic, I should say, um, when people say that they're introverts that do things like <laughs> music or podcasts, because it's like you, I assume that they have to be an extrovert to put themselves out there like that, but it's not true. You know, what's funny for me and, and one of my friends joked about it because uh, he has a podcast and I was on it and he was like, you know, before the podcast, I was sitting there really quiet and kind of to myself. And he was like, something just turned on in me, like <laughs> as soon as the podcast started. And I'm beginning to know it, notice it in myself, like, because I've done a couple of live shows this year, live, live podcasts. And in the moment, I'm just high energy. The energy is there. And once it's done, like once the microphone is off, I feel completely depleted and I want to retreat and be to myself because, uh, yeah, it, it it can take a lot of energy out of me and, and I recharge by being alone. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot of people are that way. And it's however you can do it, whatever gets you back to feeling great, you know, do it. Um, so promote yourself, tell people how they can find your podcast. And, and uh, are you going to be doing like an Instagram type of thing where they can see where you're at? Yes. So I am on all social media at the Art of Letting Go podcast, um, all one word. Uh, you can also find me at the Art of Letting Go podcast.com. Um, we are on Patreon and on Patreon, I share more exclusive episodes, more exclusive content. Um, I am doing podcasting workshops, really just trying to help people share their stories and be more confident and hearing their voices and sharing their voices. Um, that is available at justmikebrown.com. I have merchandise there as well. 
uh, all music is on all streaming services under Mike Brown. I know it's a very common name, but <laughs> 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 but it's out there, and um, you know anybody can get in touch with me any any way they would like to. I I am available. Yeah, yeah, you were great getting back to me, and I appreciated it. So <laughs> this has just been a great talk. I am so glad that you took me up on this. I was so happy of to course. talk to you. Of yeah. course. Thank you so much for having me. I, I really enjoyed this. Yeah, it was great. And best of luck to you. I hope your nomad thing takes off. I hope you can move to Paris for a while. And Yes, um, I thank you. <laughs> yeah, you bet. I'll be thinking about you. And um, I will definitely be in touch and let you know when this airs. I love that. Thank you so much. Thank you, Dawn. You bet. Take care, Mike. Bye-bye. Okay, you too. Bye.